evening and welcome to Top Growth. Women's entrepreneurship is on the rise in the United States with nearly 12 million women-owned businesses employing nearly 9 million people. In part one of this special edition program, we celebrate women's entrepreneurship in the Commonwealth featuring four interviews with women who started their own companies. On Friday, May 18th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Sheridan Terra in Framingham, Score Boston and Score Worcester are producing a compelling one-day conference celebrating women's entrepreneurship with a full-day lineup of speakers and an entrepreneurial panel. I will be leading the panel and have invited several of the panelists to join me for tonight's show. We are delighted to welcome Sanal Kakar, the founder of Ahana's Naturals, Catherine Huck, the founder of Morningside Market, and Jean Richardson, founder of Blue Dynasty Entertainment and Travel, to tonight's show. In part two of this edition, I will interview Maureen Fabry, founder of Craft Roots Brewery. Please welcome Sanal Kakar, founder of Ahana's Naturals. Welcome to Top Growth. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, here. we're so happy that you were able to join us on the show tonight. And we're really looking forward to getting a prelude into some of what we're going to learn at that fabulous women's conference on May 18th. Um, so tell us a little bit about your business. Um, we're very excited to showcase some of your products here. And um, what, tell us about your company and your products. And what are they? What are they? And um, just a little bit of information for our viewers. Sure. So uh, I'm a nutritionist, uh -huh. and uh, that's what inspired me to start with a health food product. Uh, so uh, being a mother of three, I always face challenges on what should I serve my kids like every day for breakfast, for lunch, for dinners. So I would get creative in uh, adding new, new menus for uh, the children. Uh, khichdi is something that uh, is an everyday meal uh, for like within our family at least and it's a very common Indian comfort food mm -hmm. so being vegetarians we always face challenges in uh, feeding children like complete proteins right and I especially like with my background I was always very finicky about like what do I give my kids and Two of my kids are athletes, mm -hmm. so the moment they come home, like they want some protein food. Absolutely. And dinner always has to be protein. The lunch has to be protein, so the proteins were driving me like, oh my God, what do I give right. them? Especially with a vegetarian diet. Yeah. Yes. So, and once again, like the reason why the non-vegetarian proteins are superior is because they're complete proteins. Mm -hmm. Khichdi is one meal, which is... Uh, a mixture of rice and lentils mm -hmm. and that's what makes it a complete protein mm -hmm. and so what I started doing is like I started preparing different varieties of khichdis at home and uh, I started like sharing these recipes with my friends because children like young kids they want like tasty food they want interesting food right. so it really inspired like my friends to say hey can you cook it for us like can you share recipes and uh, sometimes it becomes elaborate in the evening to prepare. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came up with the idea of uh, having chutneys in a, uh, khichdis in a form that it's easy to consume mm -hmm. uh, for people on the go, for people who want to have a quick meal. Could it be a dinner or lunch? It doesn't matter. Right. It's a very light meal. Mm -hmm. um, it's vegan. And another thing that I added, like khichdi, although it's been an age-old uh, 
uh, food for like Indian families. Yeah. But I enhanced it by using sprouted uh, lentils and beans. The reason behind uh, using the uh, sprouts was it enhances uh, the availability of bioavailability of the proteins. Right. And uh, I enhanced it further by adding superfoods in it. Fantastic. Superfoods are nutrient-dense products, yes. and they are very easily available to our bodies. That's wonderful. So one of the things that I, I know and I've read a lot about over the years is that the, the quality of a vegetarian diet um, is so essential for health and well-being. And you've seen studies where people who have life-threatening illnesses, like there's a lot on the cancer, uh, cancer treatment, where people will be pulled off of meat and put on a pure vegetarian diet. Right. And it really... It, it's incredible what happens when your cells just in, it just take in all of this healthy, natural vegetables and um, and they're able to uh, rejuvenate and regenerate. And so there have been studies that prove that switching to a vegetarian diet is very beneficial for numerous health. Right. Um, um, so, um, and that depends, of, of course, on your doctor and what your doctor advises. But yeah. um, a lot of reading is out there about this. And so when you think about that, it's not just... You, you did this for your children, but also you think about it for just, if I were going to work and I had a lot going on, I didn't have a chance to make lunch or I don't have time to go out for lunch, I could take one of these to the office exactly, and I can have a very healthy, complete protein, which is going to keep me um, satisfied until my next meal. Right. And it's an incredibly healthy thing to have um, during the day. So, exactly. And um, it won't make you feel drowsy after you eat well, it. And so that's key too, because a lot of times people will complain about eating a lunch and then all of a sudden their energy depletes depending right. on what their meal was. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, what you had to do. So once you, you you started cooking these things at home and then you, you shared the recipes with your friends and you're starting to get more and more interest, at what point did you saw, decide that you wanted to turn this into a business? So I basically come from a business background so mm -hmm. that has always been that entrepreneurship has always been uh, the driving force uh, behind it uh, I used to have a health food business earlier also like uh, back home uh, where I had a range of healthy snacks mm -hmm. uh, the way uh, the reason I got inspired to start with kitchries and I have another product chutneys also I will talk about that oh, uh, briefly uh, every day when the kids go to school or as a parent when you go to work, there's mm -hmm. always a challenge of like, what do I cook? The options are either you prepare at night or you eat in the cafeteria or like uh, the school cafeteria, the work cafeteria. Okay. Uh, having khichdis in a format that could be preserved and had on the go without any kind of preparation mm -hmm. Uh, was something that was toying in my mind because it is something that uh, it's always available, always handy. You don't have to worry about freezing it. So I, I came up with this uh, formulation. Like I did a lot of uh, uh, kitchen trials, mm -hmm. a lot of batches because you needed that perfection where I did not only just want to cater to the Indian or the Asian community. Mm -hmm. I wanted the mainstream also to right. try it out exactly. because it's one of the best food that uh, anyone can have uh, 
as far as her health is concerned, as far as fitness is concerned, as far as the proteins are concerned. Mm -hmm. So I came up with this idea of uh, preserving it. So what we do is like I sprout the uh, beans and the lentils mm -hmm. and then we prepare the uh, khichdi and we freeze dry it. Mm -hmm. Now freeze drying is one of the processes, it's a very del delicate way of preserving the food. Uh, it preserves all its nutrient values, the original colors, flavors, mm -hmm. and all you need to do is just add hot water, mm -hmm. mix it, cover, cover the lid for like five minutes and the khichdi is ready. Hmm. So it's absolutely convenient like for school going uh, kids to have it, for college going kids, mm -hmm. uh, for working uh, people, whoever wants to like consume a quick meal. Right. Because hot water is availab available everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even need to microwave it. Right. Like everyone knows the advantages and disadvantages of microwaving. Absolutely. So I wanted to like have a meal mm -hmm. and uh, plus it is uh, limited in sodium. Mm -hmm. It's a low sodium product. So any of the meals like that you find in the market if they are ready to eat. If you mm -hmm. look at the sodium, like I, being a nutritionist, I always insist that read your labels. Like I Absolutely. do a lot of like talks on uh, educating people on reading the labels mm -hmm. also. Because the product may have 150 calories, but it doesn't matter if it has six, 700 gram, uh, milligrams of sodium. Absolutely, and that's something that people very much miss when they're looking at frozen uh, weight loss uh, entrees or yeah. um, things like that, that the sodium content is so high and it's so not good for you. And especially when it's shelf stable also, like the challenges yes. of, like even uh, compare freeze-dried products to canned products. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the canned products are going to lose its nutrient value almost by fifty percent. Right. Uh, it's going to. Ha it may or may not have preservatives. I won't claim that it definitely mm -hmm. has, but uh, it definitely loses its original colors, flavors, uh, the nutrient values. So they have to enhance it by adding uh, some extra, like enhanced flavors or colors. Mm -hmm to make it more appealing. Mm -hmm. So freeze drying and this product takes care of all of Very that. Very good. So when you had your idea for your business um, and you started to come up with a methodology and how to uh, package this so that you could sell it and it would be of its highest quality, then what? How did you get your business plan together? You were involved with SCORE at the time. I was, So yes. you reached out to a SCORE consultant from Boston. Yes. And, um, and so then what happened? You met with your SCORE consultant and then did, um, it was a gentleman and he helped you map out a plan. How right. did that work? Share with our viewers how that process worked. So uh, I believe for any business, like you need to uh, like have a business plan. Yeah. And the business, what SCORE encouraged me was you, like, you know, when anyone starts with a business, like business plan, they feel, oh my God, like. How it's overwhelming. I, yes. Yes. So what SCORE encouraged me to do is like, uh, start with a business plan. You don't need to formalize it, mm -hmm. but add everything that you can possibly think of, of uh, all the challenges you could face, right. uh, the numbers that uh, you would want uh, to grow up with, like as in uh, your business uh, plan for three years, for five years. So restrict it up to five years to begin with, so you're not overwhelmed with, with like how are you going to achieve. Right. And what I would recommend anyone, which I learned it from SCORE is like, be honest when you're doing a business plan. Don't worry about like what people are going to think because the mo like when you have everything on paper, very honestly, like you can say, okay, I have 10 problems. Like if I want to start with the business, but at least you have them on paper. If you have a problem, you'll look for a solution. 
Absolutely. Like if you don't know the problem and if you don't jot it down on paper, mm -hmm. you are never going to like realize. You'll just like look at the bigger picture and then forget all the de granular details. That's right, that's right. And so speaking of that, so let's talk a little bit about cha about challenges. Um, it's, it's very, it's wonderful to start a new, have an idea and to bring that idea to life. And so, you know, our, our nation is filled with entrepreneurs who do just that and that's uh, wonderful. Um, but, but at times, you know, whether it's in the early stages of a business or any phase of the lifestyle, the life cycle of the business, there are bumps in the road and challenges that occur and then you tackle them and then you move on and it's like an ebb and flow. So right. in the beginning, as you um, started your your company and um, after you put your business plan together what in what was your greatest challenge um, to date okay. in the founding of your business my greatest challenge I started off actually with uh, chutneys mm -hmm. and chutneys again a blend of uh, uh, spices and herbs yes which uh, is an accompaniment for uh, a meal mm -hmm. and the reason uh, why chutneys were like part of the meals in the early on days is because it enhances the digestibility of the food. Mm -hmm. So it requires it required so many ingredients and then I again wanted to enhance it with superfoods. Yes. So my greatest challenge at that point was to add the superfoods, mm -hmm. to preserve it, mm -hmm. like uh, the method of uh, preserving it yes. without compromising on the taste, the quality, especially mm -hmm. the nutrients and controlling the sodium. Mm -hmm. So that that was the biggest challenge so i had like to do like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trials so sometimes you do get disheartened but you don't give up so that's how i came up with the idea of how do i preserve it mm -hmm. so i did several uh, i tried several methods of uh, mm -hmm. preserving it and the best one i felt like after uh, going through a lot of uh, changes in the development of the product mm -hmm. was come up with freeze drying now, freeze drying, again, is a very, very expensive method of uh, right. uh, preserving the food. Mm -hmm. But it is, uh, so far, the best, best way of preserving food and, uh, retain, as I mentioned, retaining its uh, colors and nutrient value. So, yes, that was the biggest challenge. And the second challenge was balancing time uh, with work and children and family. Absolutely. And um, I would say the third challenge, which comes once the product has been developed and settled is the finance. Mm -hmm. So that is something like when I started off with, like I put in all my savings and all mm -hmm. my money and everything, but any business to grow has to be scaled up. Absolutely. Which I had it in my business plan, mm -hmm. but then like it was, that was a time when I had to face, okay, how am I going to scale up my business? Right. So to scale up the business, you need to increase the production capacity mm -hmm. and, uh, you need finance for that. Absolutely right. So that that was like one of the challenges, and mm -hmm. I feel the first thing that you need to do is, even in your like mind, mm -hmm. just have kind of a vague plan of how. I, by vague, I mean is like have a picture of how you are going to support your business. Right. And uh, once the business reaches a certain point, mm -hmm. people get that confidence. Like uh, when I started off with chutneys, I immediately like started off with kichuris, I think within the next three or four months because mm -hmm. that was on my roadmap. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, once people started appreciating it the sales grew mm -hmm. and I had to take that step sooner rather than later yeah that's wonderful so, that's wonderful I mean that's a great reason to, to take that step yeah so it's a, it's a beautiful problem to yeah, solve but absolutely still it's a problem great so, so great. So let me ask you this. Um, so how would people, um, they're watching the show and they say, you know, that sounds wonderful. I want to try it. Um, I want to see if this is something that I will enjoy and help me on my uh, pathway to eating healthier, to eating cleaner. So would they go to your website? Are they available in stores? How would they find Ahana's um, um natural foods how would they find you so uh, as of now we are only focusing on online sales okay and so the website is is uh, www.ahanasnaturals.com wonderful wonderful yeah. and we'll have we'll and we are available on amazon also and Fantastic. we just got into jet and a few other marketplaces great well we will encourage all of our viewers to try your product and it was such a pleasure to have you on the show and we'll have to bring you back another time when we sure. have more time sure. and just learn about how you're doing in your life cycle of your business and uh, and perhaps at that point you might have even decided to get into some uh, stores yes, um, that's, so that's that would be very exciting so yeah. thank you for your time thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing your growth and prosperity over the years thank you so much thank you thank yeah. you and now we are pleased to welcome Catherine Huck of Mountainside Market. Catherine, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us on the special edition today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And our viewers are really interested in learning about your market and your business, why you decided to open up this market in Princeton. Mm -hmm. So can you share with us um, why you decided to open up the market and tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, pr prior to opening the market, prior to owning the market, um, the market actually did exist. I was working in Boston and I was commuting a lot, I was traveling a lot, um, I was working in the corporate world and in the nonprofit world and as much as I enjoyed those experiences it wasn't um, as gratifying to me personally mm -hmm. and so um, the opportunity to buy this market came up and we took that opportunity and jumped in with two feet. Um, and the one thing that I knew I had experience with was starting a business from the ground floor and being able to run it um, with very little experience running anything at mm -hmm. the time. So previous experience was a, a helpful catalyst in the final decision to buy the market. Very exciting. So you, you invented a children's toy, which yep. was the first business. That was my first business, and correct. And so then you're into this food business, mm -hmm. and it's a retail food business. Correct. And so um, so what, if we were to come into your market, mm -hmm. tell us, describe to us what that experience would look like. Um, hopefully you'd feel very at home, mm -hmm. and you'd feel welcomed. Uh, it's a specialty market, bakery, and cafe, mm -hmm. and we've worked very hard to keep the quality exceptionally high. My business partner is our specialty baker, and she's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So um, the product quality is high. The, um, the local producer aspect is very important to mm -hmm. us. So we've worked on sourcing um, local vendor products, local coffee, local um, milks, cheeses, all sorts of things like that. And then um, we've created a menu that we hope sort of wows you when you come in and it's not your average everyday sandwich you can order from an extensive menu and it's a great place to sit you know in front of the fireplace have a great cup of coffee 
and uh, a little something special. Lovely. So you could come in for breakfast or lunch. Correct. Yep. And you also do prepared foods to take out. We do. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. Yep. And so your your reach. Um, what towns or communities do you really pull from? Is it Princeton and Sterling and that um, that northern region or is it predominantly all of central Massachusetts? Well, um, I think we can pull from pockets of central mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I'd say primarily that Wachusett region, you yes. know, exactly like you said, mm -hmm. Sterling, Holden, Rutland, Hubbardston, mm -hmm. Princeton. Um, we are lucky to have Wachusett Mountain located right in Princeton and Westminster. Right. And so we do find we have a lot of people who are visiting the mountain and mm -hmm. they come by for a bite to eat after a hike or a bike mm -hmm. ride. Um, and so we feel fortunate that, you know, we have that right in our backyard. It's mm -hmm. such a beautiful asset. Wonderful. What made you decide that you wanted to have this business? You could have really purchased mm -hmm. or started any business out there, any industry. Why did you decide on this particular market? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, it was deeply personal, um, partly because my children were still young when we chose to buy the market. Mm -hmm. And being close to them and giving them a place that they could come to easily and be around me while I was working or helping staff working mm -hmm. um, was super important. But also we felt strongly that we wanted to create a community hub within mm -hmm. our town. Princeton is a small town. Right. Um, there isn't a ton of commerce, but people love to congregate and have a spot where they're comfortable and can meet a friend and and just, you know, have a great experience. So that was super, super important to us. So mm -hmm. um, the locality and the, the family community aspect was a big driver. That's wonderful. And so as you have embarked on this new venture, um, how many years has it been so far? It's been three, over three, three years. Now. Okay, so yep. you've been in it for, for over three years. Yep. Um, what would you say your biggest challenge or hurdle has been that you've had to overcome? You know, one of the first things was realizing um, I knew how to run a business and I knew how to sell things. Um, that was, I spent 25 years in sales prior to owning this business. I didn't, however, um, have that food service background. I'd worked mm -hmm. in restaurants, but running a food service mm -hmm. um, establishment required me to jump in and get on my hands and knees and scrub <laughs> things from the ground up. And, and I learned every facet of that business because mm -hmm. I needed to and I wanted to. And right. it helped me make better decisions. It helped me um, hire better. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we've done a great job of um, increasing our productivity, increasing our um, quality and, and the offerings that we can provide people um, just by going through that process. But it was challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, it was every day I was learning something new, um, no doubt. Right. Yeah. And as we approach the summer uh, mm -hmm. months, we have, um, we're at the in, embarking on May. And so a lot of yes. people are thinking about day trips for the summer. And certainly yes. the Wachusett region is a beautiful place to drive to for a day. People that are watching from all over the region. Absolutely. Um, maybe going to Mount Wachusett and hiking, as you mentioned. Yes. And so um, how would they find you so that they could try your wonderful <laughs> um, specialty items and just to make your um, market part of their destiny? Yeah, it's a great question as well. Um, we're located off the backside of the center of Princeton on Route 62 if you were headed toward Hubbardston. Okay. Um, one of the things we're most excited about is we were just recently selected by the state of Massachusetts 
to take over um, the curatorship of a beautiful turn-of-the-century building right on the backside of Mount Wachusett. Oh, that sounds lovely. And so we're going to be renovating that, and that will start in the next month or so, and we're going to be um, operating out of there as well. So we'll have two locations, um, one right off the center of Princeton and one literally right off the backside of Mount Wachusett. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Real destination Completely. locations, which Completely. sounds like a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. And not very relaxing yes. to travel to. Yes. And so now you've, you have your three plus years experience in this business um, and now you're looking towards the future mm -hmm. and it sounds like you have wonderful expansion plans with this yes. additional um, yes. location. So what is on the horizon? Do you have a plan that brings you into the next five years? Are you, mm -hmm. what, what does the future look like for your business? Um, we are going to be focusing um, very heavily on the community aspect of our business mm -hmm. because it's so integral to our, our mission as owners of, of a business like this. We want people to come and make memories mm -hmm. at our spot and that was part of the reason we went for this curatorship. Um, so we will be developing a nonprofit aspect as well mm -hmm. to what is now a thriving business um, to further develop the community enrichment programs that we have in mind to help renovate and rehabilitate a building that's been abandoned for 40 years and mm -hmm. is um, just in a beautiful spot. So um, we'll have a lot on our plate in the next five yeah, years. Sounds like it. Uh, the lease actually goes for about 40 years. Wonderful. So we've got um, business plans. Um, renovation plans and they all sort of come back to that same central theme of you know feeding community in, in many different ways. Sounds great and it, the, the homemade baking sounds really really oh, wonderful. It's extraordinary. It sounds great. It's yeah. definitely worth a drive for all of us to no come doubt. up and take a take a view and so let's talk a little bit about the women's conference that's yeah. going to be happening on May 18th. Um, so the um, there's going to be an entrepreneurial panel and you've agreed to be one of the panelists so, so that's really that. fantastic. Absolutely. That is going to be a huge highlight of the event. Yes. And so women that are watching that are viewing tonight can um, can buy a ticket and they can go to this event mm -hmm. which is going to be at the Sheridan Terra correct um, beginning at 10 o'clock mm -hmm. and so um, so what are your words of wisdom or words of encouragement to the women that are watching that might have a really interesting idea whether it's mm -hmm. in the food industry or it's in something else mm -hmm. um, to inspire them to sort of think um, develop their idea mm -hmm. and then also to perhaps come in and see you at the conference. Absolutely. Um, for anyone out there who has an idea that they firmly believe in and that they feel confident they will enjoy doing and, and seeing through, um, jump in, do it, go for it. Um, and conferences like these are amazing places to make connections with people, to um, bridge a gap for something that you feel you don't know yet but mm -hmm. need to find out more about. Um, I think there'll be some inspirational speakers. There'll be a bunch of us there to answer questions. And um, those are the steps that are super important, listening and reaching out and um, putting your ideas out there. Those absolutely, are really important. absolutely. And there's nothing like really hearing mm -hmm. from others that have uh, walked the journey, who have been through the challenges and the successes. And of course, in all businesses, you could be in a business for 5, 10, 20, or 50 years 
at every point in a business life cycle, there are challenges and new things to learn. Absolutely. And so we really will encourage um, women of all facets, of all lengths of tenure in their companies to come and to just be part of this, which I think is going to be a really great day. It's going to be amazing. It's really going to be yeah. a great day. Very powerful. And um, so to close, let's just, um, why don't you tell us maybe the top five reasons why mm -hmm. people should get in the car yep. and they should come and visit you um, this summer <laughs> um, so that we can make sure that we um, bring some traffic and we, we expand your um, your service area to all of the region. Okay, so top five reasons. Um, one, our coffee is incredible. Um, we have it microbrewed in Framingham, actually, oh. on a weekly basis for us. So great cup of coffee. Our staff is amazing. Um, they care about their job, they work very hard, and uh, they're there to serve you, and, and they delight in that, they enjoy that. Our bakery is literally world-class, unbelievable. Um, everything in that case is a decadent treat, and you will definitely want to keep visiting us after you try some. And then our cafe is um, unique, interesting. Um, we have a great outdoor terrace where you can sit and eat your lunch and um, and then the fifth thing would be um, stopping in for an ice cream after because oh we my have goodness. Um, hard scoop ice cream. So um, there's a lot of great things to explore and um, we would love to see you. It so. sounds wonderful. So yeah. I'm already in my head, I'm visualizing driving up, yep. having breakfast, a nice cup of coffee and one of your delicious uh, uh, baked goods and then going up to the mountain and doing a hike, coming back for lunch absolutely, <laughs> and then taking the journey back. It, it's a great day. Sounds wonderful. Day. It mm -hmm. sounds wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Deborah. And we look yeah. forward to seeing you at the conference. Likewise. Thanks thank so much. you. Thanks so much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs>
That sounds wonderful. Yes. That is great. So you have the best of all worlds, I really. Do, I do. That is really fabulous. So when you started your business, did you have a business plan? Um, did you have an, a marketing plan? Or did you really just have a, an idea of what you wanted to do and, and, just, um, and then started working towards it? How did you structure how you were going to move forward? Well, when we started, we started with a passion to do, uh, to do travel. Both okay. my, uh, my granddaughter and myself, we, we enjoyed traveling ourselves. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed working with people and helping people put together plans. And people were, were coming to us. And so we started out with a passion. But my granddaughter has a, uh, a degree in um, uh, MBA, and she um, specializes in organizing. Oh. So it was a nice match. I specialize in talking to people. My mm -hmm. background is in social work, and so I <laughs> talk to people all of the well, time. You're so personable, so we can <laughs> see that. That's wonderful. Why, thank you. Wonderful. Um, so she did all of the business structure. Oh, uh, fantastic! And, and, and you know, and, and really put the business together. Uh, along the lines, after we were into the business for a while, then we really worked on the business plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really understood the importance of having not just a good business structure, but a plan so mm -hmm. that you could start marketing and targeting right. your market. And so we grew into that mm -hmm. over time. So I think we started with a passion, mm -hmm. you know, organized ourselves, and then um, really started to get even more organized. That is terrific. And so did you incorporate SCORE Consulting into your business? Absolutely. So what's, okay, so when did that happen? What what year were you in or around what year before you decided to embark on SCORE Consulting? Well, I, I started with SCORE actually about three years ago. Okay. It was just like a blessing coming from the sky. There are so many resources out there that, that one can tap into. It's just really getting connected with the right, with the right source for your business and mm -hmm. the, really the right mentor, which I think is really important. So we were at the point where we wanted to grow our business. We had identified our target market, but we wanted to grow our business. And so what we really needed is really a marketing plan. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to work with, you know, people that you know and local groups, right. but we were really looking at working with a wider a wider network. So now our business is across the United States in terms of people that we, that we work with. Um, so the SCORE mentor has helped me put together a marketing plan. Excellent. And also financials because we had we had our finances, but mm -hmm. we weren't really looking at them with a critical eye. Mm -hmm. And so um, I worked with one of the finance mentors as well. And so he, he, you know, he taught me a lot about looking at the numbers and being mm -hmm. able to predict things from the numbers. And so um, and having the right language to use when you're talking to business people. So Excellent. I think both of those were, were really key in getting our business moving forward. That is really terrific. And so let's talk about some of the exciting trips that you oh, planned. Yes. And, yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about those. Um, why don't we start with the corporate side and then let's morph into just the uh, general consumer side and what kind of trips you've planned for um, for just anyone. So let's go to corporate. And uh, corporate. so tell us about these great corporate trips. Yes. So I've worked with um, organiz uh, businesses that are interested in taking their, um, their group on international trips. So mm -hmm. the the first one that I organized was to South Africa. Oh, that sounds exciting. Absolutely wonderful wow. trip. I had 60 people that actually went um, to Johannesburg and Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, that was very, very exciting. And so, you know, just preparing all of the little details, the yes. travel arrangements, the hotel, yes. the tours, you know, just making sure that people were, were were comfortable and that the business part of their meeting could go on without a hitch. So that Absolutely. was that was really great. I have another group that's taking a cruise. 
Um, and so um, I'm organizing the cruise. We're doing a, a tour in uh, Miami first, and then they're getting on a cruise ship. And so their workshops and trainings will be on the cruise ship. How fantastic. Yeah. It's great for team building and camaraderie and mm -hmm. also just to really escape enough so that you're not in the business, but you're out of the business and focusing on all sorts of growth or whatever the subject is. True, absolutely. Very, absolutely. very good. And so for um, for travel, mm -hmm. um, I've been to uh, Cuba last year. We took a uh, trip to uh, Cuba, so mm -hmm. I had a group uh, that traveled there. We've been to uh, Spain. I've had a group uh, travel to Spain, uh, Italy, um, things like that. And then for the fun side of the business, when people are interested in a uh, getaway, birthday celebrations, mm -hmm. birthday celebrations, people celebrating their 70th with their family, right. people celebrating their 50th with their friends, mm -hmm. people having just a little getaway, um, uh, bachelorette parties, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So it's not hard to put together a group. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with family groups as well, mm -hmm. uh, family reunions. Um, all kinds of groups. So it's not hard to put together a group. It's just a few people who come together mm -hmm. and um, I take the worry out of planning because I am the contact person for the group rather than the person who is the, the group leader. Oh, that so, is great. Yes. That's just, that's perfect because it removes the individual totally out of the equation. Yes. And then everyone goes together. They go together that's and they great. have a good time. So yeah. the group leader has an opportunity to have a fun and a, a good time on their vacation right. rather than worrying about the details. Exactly. That's terrific. Yeah. So if our viewers are watching and they're interested in learning more about what you do, um, do you have a website? We do. And what is your website address? It's uh, it's bluedynastyent.com. So that's blue uh, dynasty mm -hmm. Terrific. That's great. What would you say the greatest challenge has been for you and your granddaughter as you started the company? What was the greatest hurdle you had to overcome? I think um, working with a millennial. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, so tell us about that. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> because I th we, we think differently. Mm -hmm. um, we have different skills, but we have to respect one another's um, talent and mm -hmm. ability and diverse approach right. to a business plan. So I think that's good when, uh, when we're talking about any business partners. Absolutely. Because you're coming in because you have strengths, knowledge, and skills in a certain area, mm -hmm. but you have to work together. Right. And so uh, we have to listen, we have to understand, and we take varied approaches to things, but it all works out. Absolutely, absolutely. And do you have a plan for the future for the business? Um, anything on the horizon for the next couple of years? Anything that you're looking to change? Or are you going to keep it pretty much steadfast focus exactly the way it is and just to keep growing and doing what you do and have a passion for? I think um, we're, we're expanding our market, mm -hmm. um, and we're doing we're looking at weddings and um, um, and um, honeymoons, like destination destination weddings. weddings. Very good. Yes, mm -hmm. so that's a, a market that we uh, you know have been approached with. People have come to us mm -hmm. who are who are getting married, and so we've we've done a couple, and so we're looking to do more in that area. Mm -hmm. Terrific. As well as just vacation travel for people who may not have travel partners. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people who out there would love to travel but their partner doesn't want to go with them or right. they don't have a partner that travels with them. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to uh, you know, offer nice accommodations, safe travel, 
and fun mm -hmm. activities for people who are not already connected with the group. That's great. That's really wonderful. And so here on, on May 18th, um, any of our viewers who want to learn more about your journey mm -hmm. can go to the, the program and, and watch the panel discussion and learn a whole lot more. Do you have any words of wisdom for uh, female entrepreneurs that are embarking on um, uh, whether or not they should start their business or whether they have an idea and they're contemplating whether they should do it. What, what are some of your words of wisdom uh, for women who are just starting to think about starting something new? I think uh, my, my words are um, stay, stay the course. Mm -hmm. If you have an idea, you have a passion, you need to pursue it. And pursuing it means doing some research, talking to some people who are in business, but don't be deterred by um, obstacles. Um, you have to overcome obstacles, but there's help available. Mm -hmm. You can talk to people who have been in business, particularly through school. You can talk to people who have been there, mm -hmm. and they're willing to help you get started. Mm -hmm. um, so take advantage of the resources. Fantastic. And stay the course. Stay the course. That's wonderful. And any words of wisdom from hindsight? Um, any experiences that you may have had that if you only knew what you know now back then you'd want to share? Or do you think uh, anything that you can think of? Uh... Well, um, I can't think of anything because okay. uh, until you have some experience, it's hard to develop, let's say, a, a business plan mm -hmm. until you know exactly what you're what your business is about. Okay. So sometimes you have to labor in the fields a little bit mm -hmm. before you can get all of the pieces in place. But I'm saying listen to other people, you know, at least understand what the components are right. that you need to put into place. And it may seem overwhelming. At times I remember writing my business plan. It was pretty overwhelming mm -hmm. task, but I was determined to get through it. Right. Just absolutely determined. And I knew that if I, you know, listened I could accomplish it and right. so it was a it was a great accomplishment that's one that's a congratulations on that that's really wonderful yes. and, I, and I really love that the words of wisdom that you just shared because a lot of people believe that they must put their business plan together immediately mm. and sometimes it is required for financing yes. or investment uh, for investors however if you have the ability or the opportunity to feel your way through the business, to start the business, to work in the business and on the business and really get a sense as to, is this really the way I want it or do I want to tweak it a little bit or mm -hmm. change it a little bit? Mm -hmm. And then writing your plan. It gives you an opportunity to really sort of steer the ship in the direction that you know you really do want to go into. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. It's wonderful. It was so nice to meet you, to have you on the show. And, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on May 18th for the panel. It's going to be a great panel. Great Six panel. great women who have started companies and are really doing well and are going to share a lot of their wisdom. And I'm looking forward to that. And, um, and we appreciate it. And we hope that our viewers will get a sense of what you do. Mm -hmm. And if they have a need for group travel or for fun and leisure or for corporate travel, they will give your, your business an opportunity to, um, to propose uh, something good to them. So oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you.